Hier ist wieder Clark. Clark? Ist das nicht diese kostenlose App, mit der ich meine Versicherungen ganz einfach manage? Genau. Nach der Anmeldung kannst du deine bestehenden Verträge in die App hochladen und sie mit dem Bedarfscheck bewerten lassen. Wo es Optimierungsmöglichkeiten gibt, macht dir Clark alternative Vorschläge. Übrigens 100% unabhängig von einzelnen Versicherungsanbietern. Und bei Fragen stehen dir die Clark-Versicherungsexperten zur Verfügung. Ganz ohne Wartezeit. Wenn du dich jetzt mit dem Gutscheincode PODCAST30 alles großgeschrieben registrierst und deine Versicherungen in Clark hochlädst, erhältst du einen Amazon-Gutschein von bis zu 30 Euro. Many of us love putting out birdseed and watching birds feast away. And feel like we're doing a good deed too. But a new paper out of Manchester Metropolitan University suggests we may actually be doing more harm than good. I'm Eva Higginbotham and I spoke to BBC Science correspondent Victoria Gill, who spoke with the lead author Alex Lees previously. It was about this imbalance between the dominant species that feed on supplementary food from bird feeders and then what he described as the subordinate species that don't. So some of the species that we don't see in our gardens are actually competing with the species that we do. So, for example, you might see a lot of blue tits and great tits in your garden. Now, they actually compete for nesting sites with marsh tits and willow tits. And we might not see many of those birds, but they are, the part of the reason for that is because they don't feed on supplementary food. But the other part of the reason is that they're on the decline. And what the researchers are suggesting is that because there's this continuous year-round supply of resources for these dominant species, they may be being boosted. And so they're winning in these fights for nesting holes and they're getting an extra boost during the winter months. And it's kind of giving them the advantage in what would normally be a sort of ecological ebb and flow in the balance of these species. So it's kind of giving a helping hand to the species that don't necessarily need it rather than to those that are a little bit more vulnerable anyway. Yeah, exactly that. And it's these dominant species, potentially, they don't need a helping hand because they seem to be steadily on the increase in terms of their overall population. But also these more subordinate species, they're sort of losing out in the the search for resources as well, because they won't come to feeders. That's not the type of food that they will eat. And so as our landscape becomes a little bit more homogenized and you know whether it's agriculture or urbanization kind of takes away from those natural resources that you would get from you know seasonal berries and seeds and grasses and meadows and all those habitats that we're losing they lose more and more of those resources and they're not being replenished by the you know the suet and the fat balls and the and the peanuts that we put in our feeders because they just don't eat that food so what birds in particular could be affected Yeah, it, well, it depends on the on where you live in the landscape and what sort of, you know, whether you're on a migration route and what birds are, are sort of regular visitors and, and resident in your yard, garden or the feeder on your doorstep or your windowsill. But one of the things that is an issue with this is not just about those resident birds that are competing for space and competing for resources. So the marsh tits and the willow tits losing out to the great tits and blue tits. It could also be having an impact on that kind of seasonal ebb and flow and that seasonal balance of the ecosystem that's sort of just beyond our doorsteps. So a summer migrant, like a pied flycatcher, for example, 
that's in direct competition with great tits for nesting sites. So imagine if we had a really harsh winter, kind of a beast from the east winter, and lots and lots of great tits die because it's so cold and the resources are thin on the ground. Now that sounds terrible, but when the migrant pied flycatchers come in for the summer, it means that there's more nesting sites available to them that are not being taken over by great tits. So you can sort of see how by putting out food that's all winter long, all year round, that's benefiting certain species, others that are competing with those species, whether they're those subordinate resident birds or those summer visitors, could be losing out. Does that mean that we should sort of stop interfering? Should we just stop feeding birds? So I asked that question because it's, it's really, you know, I had, I had quite a lot of backlash on Twitter about this because I think it's quite it's it's quite upsetting for a lot of people particularly in the last kind of 18 months when you know many people have fed the birds more and watched the birds more and any nature that we can kind of engage with has brought us a lot of solace during this horrible time of the pandemic I think and the answer to that question as usual with any kind of ecological and science question is it's it's not that simple right so these researchers from Manchester Metropolitan University are basically saying that we need more research to understand the impacts and the the real driving forces of these changes in populations of birds. So where in the landscape and with what species we're having potentially a negative impact and where we're actually having a positive impact. So it's probably going to emerge that it's along the lines of where we live in the landscape, right? So in cities, for example, a species like a house sparrow they might be entirely dependent on supplementary food in people's gardens because there's just such a dearth of resources in an urban landscape. So there you're providing something that can't, a resource that otherwise that bird cannot get. But in other landscapes, there'll be a very different ecology. So if you're in a rural setting, it might be the case that you could do more good, more sort of you could benefit biodiversity a lot more and do more good for a wide variety of species if you planted certain plants or let the grass in, in a patch of your garden grow very, very wild. Biodiversity is kind of it's this great kind of ecological network and it's it's not that black and white. It's not that simple. That was BBC science correspondent Victoria Gill, who recently reported on a new paper published in the journal Biological Conservation by Alex Lees of Manchester Metropolitan University. Hallo, hier ist wieder Clark. Wusstest du, dass 61% der Deutschen bereit wären, Geld für eine Versicherung der Erde auszugeben? Bis das möglich ist, kannst du deine Welt im Kleinen versichern. Die passenden Angebote findet der Clark-Algorithmus aus über 160 Versicherern für dich. Natürlich zugeschnitten auf deine aktuelle Lebenssituation. Und bei Fragen stehen dir die Clark-Versicherungsexperten zur Verfügung. Teste uns. Jetzt anmelden und deine Versicherungen einfach über die kostenlose App managen. Ohne Papierkram. Wenn du dich jetzt mit dem Gutscheincode PODCAST30 alles großgeschrieben registrierst und deine Versicherungen in Clark hochlädst, erhältst du einen Amazon-Gutschein von bis zu 30 Euro. 